0: I have a good announcement for our family. Uh, I believe I want you to know this: our church is senior pastor led, and so I am the lead pastor, and we lead with vision. But we are elder governed; we're not just governed by one personality, my personality or gift matrix. We are elder governed, but we are staff and volunteer. We are executed. That's who really flesh out the vision. But we're church-owned, and we believe every member has a part. And I. Have have a great announcement today. In December we will have the honor and the privilege to lay hands on Pastor Steve and Keola and ordain them as elders as we have invited him uh, to the eldership of our church. And so if you will begin to Pray about that. We want you uh, to be a part of that because he, you say, why? Well, number one, he's already living the life of an overseer, and in three, four are better than one. So we're really happy about that decision today. We're going to continue in our series in moms and dad, but I don't want you to think it's just for a mom or dad because this series really, this series and this message in particular, is for every one of us. And so it's mom and dad in progress. Now progress is a good word. I don't know if it's the best word. Uh, Last week was the pattern. The other one was the plan. So we're going with all P words. And sometimes there's a danger when you're doing a series and you pick all uh, uh, the words that begin with the same letter because they may not best describe what is the goal to be accomplished in today's message. And I would say probably another one would be development. A goal of having a child isn't to see them just remain as a baby, but we want them to develop. I'd like to say it another way. My favorite word, one of my favorite words in um, the dictionary or my life, I would say this is spiritual formation. And we want our children, we want our lives to experience a formation. And you may say, well, I'm not uh, being formed. I, I'm not being spiritually formed. No, you're going to be conformed, which means someone, if you're in Your soul, your mind, your intelligence is like this tube of toothpaste. Whether you realize it or not, really without any objection, you don't have to even have great intention about this. The world will squeeze everything it can out of you. And that's how it shapes people. And it ends up in a malformation. However, there is a transformation that happens. And that's not from the outside pressure is coming, but it is from the inside out. And today I want to talk to you about not only your own personal formation, but even the formation of your children. So whoever you are here in Ventura online, I want to begin to speak about our formation or our development or our progress. And I want you to know, I want us to ask this question, how are our children developing and how can we chart their progress? I would say it another way, how are you developing and how How can you chart your progress? Now, when the boys were little, it was so fun to do, uh, and I don't know if you do this with girls, but when Jude was probably about two years old, I'm like, "Man, he's going to be so tall. He's going to be so tall. He's going to be taller than me." Well, it didn't happen. So we would chart his uh, physical stature in the pantry. Becky would have him he'd stand like this. Sometimes he'd stand on his toes, and she would mark uh, where he was at. And lo and behold, uh, when he got to be about sixteen, he had not grown. And so we had to go to an endocrinologist and they began to look, do tests and, and looked at his endocrine system. Uh, they began to think that we need to, his growth is what they called very slow or undeveloped growth. So we got concerned that lo and behold, they gave a little bit of medication and he would begin to enter into adolescence. Can I tell you right now, God began a good work in you and me, and he is going to complete it. He's going to develop it. He He's going to form it and he's going to see it to an infinite progress. And so we use growth charts to track our child's development physically, but how can we track them? And I want you to get this, and I want to say it for me, not just my children. How can I track my own emotional development? How can I track whether I'm being formed by God or I'm being conformed by the pressures of this world? If you have your Bible, so I want you to go with me to Luke chapter two, verse uh, 22. And so today, have you ever seen as you're turning, have you ever seen a teenager? who's about 6'2", he has a full beard and he looks like he's 22 but when he opens his mouth, you know, no, you're just 14 and your feet get there before you. Now, have you ever seen a parent who's 50 trying to dress, trying to act like they're 16? Can I say, I've seen some parents parent their children because they're mom and their dad but I've also seen children try to parent their parents. Why? Because the parent maybe wasn't developed. So I want to begin to look at Jesus' progression, or a Jesus model of formation, or a Jesus model of uh, development. And this is in Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 52. And I love this, and it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. I want to say that again. And if you're a young person in here, I want you to really get this. You see, you growing physically, it just takes a little bit of nutrition, some sleep, uh, some exercise. And you know what? You don't really have to do much. In your DNA, it's determined, trust me, uh, that if you're going to be 6'2", you're going to be 6'2". But if you're going to be 5'8", and that's on a good day for my Jude, uh, then that's what it's going to be. However, you do have to be intentional young men and women, how you develop in wisdom. All right. So it says in Jesus increased in wisdom, in that words before stature, because it's more important. What is it if you grow to your full stature, but your mind and your soul is undeveloped and in favor with God and man. I want to begin to take this and this is how Jesus developed. This is how he progressed. This is how His formation happened. Number one, he increased. And I want you to write that word down. And if you're online with this experiencing God, I want you to just chat increase. Now this word increase in the Greek means to beat forward or to lengthen by hammering, like a blacksmith hammering and shaping a sword. So wisdom comes not by accident, but actually by continually putting it into someone's mind Or their heart or their head. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the night, Almighty God, and the, the wisest man besides Christ himself is considered Solomon. And one of the things that happened when God appeared to him, he said, What do you want? And out of Solomon's mouth came, God, give me wisdom because I'm inexperienced to know how to go in and out before these people. And God said, Good answer. But I want you to think about it. I don't think Solomon. Solomon came up with that answer on his own. His mom, Bathsheba, and his dad, King David, I think they beat it, not physically, they just hammered it like his mind being a sword into his mind. Solomon, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Solomon, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Solomon, get wisdom. You know why? Because you see, they knew that the pressures of being a king would squeeze the life. right out of him but David was saying son get wisdom get wisdom get wisdom and lo and behold almost like he was comatose God appears what do you want uh wisdom (laughs) are you with me now I want you to write these three words down There are three Greek words for wisdom because Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. And the reason why wisdom's before, because you're gonna naturally grow physically unless you really do something dumb to the second power. But to grow in wisdom, you have to make intentions to grow in wisdom. Number one, the first Greek word and a primary Greek word for wisdom is the word Sophia. And that is the right, course of action for anything in your life. I want you to write that down. Sophia is the best course of action. So saying when you're faced with a problem that you're going to have the best course of action. I'll tell you how he used this Sophia wisdom. Remember they had two women. They each had a child. One woman rolled over on her child in the night, and the child passed away. Then in the morning, she switched children. And the woman woke up, and she said, this isn't my baby. He has your nose. That's my baby. He has my nose. So they go to King Solomon. One woman said, it's my baby. The other woman said, no, it's my baby. Solomon said, come on, Sophia, right course of action. Can I say right now, being a mom and dad in this culture, our children need Sophia wisdom. What is the right course of action in high school, middle school, college, after as moms and dad, we need the right course of action. Amen. And so what did Solomon do? He said, give me a sword and I'll cut the baby in half. And the biological mother said, no, let the baby live. And Solomon said, that is the mother. The next type of wisdom is sunessus wisdom. And, And that is wisdom for outside the class. How many of you ever heard this? Louisiana, they said this all the time. They'd say, man... He or she has a lot of book sense, but they don't have any common sense. How many of you know someone who's really, really smart and they do really well at test taking, but they're really dumb at everyday decisions? If you're sitting by them, do not raise your hand. Now, sunesis wisdom is wisdom for outside the class. And can I say right now, Jesus grew in this type of wisdom too. He increased how? By hammering that literally lengthened that his wisdom went beyond the rabbis, beyond the synagogue to everyday people in everyday living. And the last type of wisdom in the Greek is phronesis. And that is wisdom to see ahead. Wisdom to see ahead. Can I tell you right now, you could tell. If you're going from being a child to a young man or a young woman, that you actually plan ahead. When the boys were little, I think Jake was probably about two years old. They'd play outside. They had a trampoline. And eventually, inevitably, he would come and he was doing this. He was doing this. And I knew what that dance was. And it wasn't the Charlie Brown either or the mashed potato. He wasn't doing any of that. He was going, I need to use a bathroom. And, and and so all of a sudden, he runs And I always would say, Jake, why didn't you think about that two minutes ago? Because children never plan ahead. Someone who has grown in wisdom, increased in wisdom, plans ahead. How many of you ever driven in a city? In the highways, in the structure, you say this, man, they didn't plan for this city to be this big. They didn't have funestous wisdom. They didn't plan ahead. We are living in a time and a day that we need to plan ahead. Jesus increased, that means hammered over and over by repeated blows in wisdom and stature, and he grew in favor, that's charisma, the charismatic, unconditional grace of God in favor with God and people. That's how Jesus developed progress and that's how he was formed. Now I want us to go to this. I want you to go to First Corinthians chapter 13. And I want to begin to look at a growth chart. And again, in our pantry, in our last home, uh, in, uh, when we lived in Seattle, we've lived here 11 years. And so once we got here, Jude was 20, I believe it was, maybe 22. John was 20. Jake was 18. Pretty much their height then was determined. As they are now, that's when it was when we got here. And so we didn't mark the pantry. And that's very easy. I want to begin to give you. A scripture in Corinthians that is a growth chart, and you could begin to use this not only for your children. Come on, mom and dad, I want to use it for us. And I'm actually kind of standing up, put my head as tall as I can, standing on my tiptoes a little bit, and saying, "Am I developing emotionally and spiritually, intellectually, and what would that look like?" So let's begin to read. It's First Corinthians chapter thirteen. And we're going to read verse 11. And I want you to begin to, before we read it, this is the gift chapter and the love chapter. Chapter 12 are the gifts of the Spirit. I believe every human being and every one of our child's mom and dad have been born with a gift. They have something within them that God uniquely gave them. Number two, to raise a child, it's going to take a lot of love. That's chapter 13. It begins with gifts, but then it goes to love. But then it ends up how to mature a young man and woman with a gift through love that they can grow into Christ. Are you with me? And so we have a gift, we have love, and we have this progress, this formation, this maturation. Here we go. He says, when I was a child, and I want you to circle the, these verbs, these action words. What are three things that he did? He says, when I was a child, get it, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I want to read that again. Will you read it with me in your mind online? He said, when I was a child, first thing, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought like a child, but when I became a Man or a woman, I put away childish things. I'm gonna read it again. I want you to get these three action words. These three action words are a growth chart in the development for every believer. Here at City Church, we exist for anyone to believe, but we don't stop there. We wanna become like Jesus. And so, how do we become? When I was a child, get this, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became an adult, a man or woman, I put away childish things. And so I want you to get this, number one, speaking. Uh, It's funny, children speak randomly. And like for example, my Jake, when he was little, He was only 14 months old. You could ask Becky, he'd go, I go outside. I go, you're not going outside. He'd go, yeah, I go outside. I said, no, you're not a trainee. You lived in Seattle. Now, what's funny also, what was in his mind, you know how children speak? What comes in their mind comes out of their mouth. Then when you become an adult, it's like, I probably wouldn't say that, you know? For example, when I was little, my brother went to an elite uh, military school in, uh, not Pennsylvania, Tennessee. I don't know why I said Pennsylvania. And I needed to use a restroom, so my mom brought me in the restroom. And and so I'm using the bathroom in the stall, and I noticed someone was in the other stall. And so out of my mouth, again, I was probably three or four Rios age, my uh, grandson. And I go, hey, Laylee, What are you doing? And I could hear my mom's voice on the other side, Jude. And she goes, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I said, Laylee, I'm doing number two. Are you doing number two? (laughs) My mom goes, Jude (laughs) Fukui. Kid you not, I go, and so she's leaving the stalker. Wait a minute, Laylee, I want to see what you look like. Wait for me. Then I knew my mom was irritated because she called me by my full name, Jude Lewis Fuquay. Be quiet. Can I say, when you were a child? Whatever came into your mind came out of your mouth, and some people never transition from infancy or childhood into adulthood. And now the coin phrase: "I'm just keeping it real." No, too real for us, really, you know, because children say whatever they think. And another thing: Where is this verse written? It's written in the midst, in the contents of spiritual gifts, tongues, and prophecy, and he's saying if you. You come and you're just speaking in tongues in the next chapter it will be gibberish and I think of my Rio he will be talking like we're in Hawaii or he's at the dinner table he goes <laughs> and it's because his grandmother and grandfather on Nancy's side speaks pretty much Spanish he gets around Jake who speaks English and he has a compilation of another language it's not even Spanglish it's, it's Jabba the Hutt I kid you not. He goes, oh ta 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 and I usually go, don't bother with Jabba. Can I tell you when you transition from childhood, put away, your speech is going to be different. And you know when I say do not be intoxicated with the things of this world, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak and sing and submit will begin to be an evidence in our lives. Come on. Now everyone, I want you to at least uh, think this, write this down, maybe say it with me. Even online you could chat. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things now that word understood isn't just like for example hey we're going from here to Oxnard to eat at Cracker Barrel whoa come on you may understand that that's not that word it means affection alright so remember this when in Colossians it says set your affections on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the father remember Romans chapter 8 same word is. It's mind in Romans 8 and here in Corinthians it is understood but it says those whose mind is set on the flesh or the lower nature is death it's separation they have no peace they cannot experience righteousness but get this those whose affections that's the word is set on the spirit they have life and peace now in Matthew 16 the very same word that Paul is using here he uses understood. Remember Mac, uh, Matthew 16? They're in the region of Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus said, who do men say that I am? They said, well Lord, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He says, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, hey, people haven't revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And on this revelation, I'm going to build my church and the very gates of Hades will not prevail. He said, but Not many days from now, get this, I'm going to get this, get this, get this. Peter had a revelation. I know people in ministry that are anointed. They can move in the spirit. Some of them have really large followings. But you speak to them out and off the platform, you can see something didn't develop. Because they're still speaking and understanding like a child. And Jesus said, hey, not many days from now, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I will suffer and be crucified at the hands of the scribes and the Pharisees. Peter grabs him, really childish Peter, begins to shake him and say, Lord, may it never be. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. You are not mindful. You do not understand your affections on the things of men, not on the things of God. Can I say a part? Of maturity, formation, and progress is learning to put our feelings on God. <laughs> you have ever heard the song, How Can It Be So Wrong? Because it Feels So Right. Because the Bible says it's wrong, that's why. Now, listen to this. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I understood like a child. And I thought like a child. Did you get that? I thought like a child. And now, Let me tell you this. Thought literally means this. Is to put together with one's mind or occupy yourself with calculations. Get this. To put together in your mind and begin to calculate. How many of you? Okay, remember when you were in early elementary and you were learning one plus one is? Oh, my gosh, you didn't even use your fingers. I remember Jake, once he got to like four plus four, he was going. <laughs> it's eight, Dad. Now, this word thought means you could actually do calculations in your head. Who still needs to use your fingers to count? Okay, the guy goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> Well, this way, now get this. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I understood. That's affections, And I thought like a child. Please get this. Get this. The same Greek word right here in Corinthians 13, verse 11, Paul uses in Romans chapter 6. And actually, it's an accounting term. And he says, reckon yourself dead to sin. But alive unto God in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying, when you are a baby Christian, you start looking at your sin, oh, I have a lot, I have a lot, I have a lot. And then you look at the other side of the ledger and it doesn't add up. But when you begin to mature in God, you see that all your sins have been paid for, and God has deposited something on the other side of the ledger, and that is his righteousness, and you have more righteousness than you do sin. Some of you didn't believe that. Let me say it another way. In another, this same word is imputed. It says, reckon yourself dead to sin, but alive unto God in Christ Jesus. And it talks in Romans 6 about imputed or righteousness that's put into your account. Now listen, we're going to move on. Now get this. When I was a child, say it with me, maybe chat it with me. When I was a child, I thought, oh my goodness, my goodness, you made me mess it up. When I was a child, I spoke... I understood that's your heart, that's your feelings, that's your affection and I thought I couldn't make calculated reasonable decisions in my head because my emotions took over but, get this next one, but when I became when I became you know what's crazy Jude had a slow development the endocrinologist had to give him some medication. And when that happened, Jude would enter. He was a senior in high school, would start adolescence. John, who was a sophomore, would start adolescence. And Jake, who was in eighth grade, they all started at the same time. And everyone thought Jake was the oldest. Can I tell you right now, there is a, hey, when you turn 13, you're going to stop being a boy, you're going to become a man. It doesn't work that way. Can I tell you, God is saying, when I became, there's a power in this room and online to God who converted you, caused you to be born again, to grow you, develop you, form you into the man or the woman He wants you to be. And that means you were generated to life again. Sometimes you know what happens to children, it could be abuse, it could be divorce. It could be something horrific. Maybe they didn't make a team. Maybe they didn't uh, pass the grade. Maybe a situation, it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And it's like they get stuck in that pattern. Like the old CD, there's a scratch. And they cannot become the human being that God wants them to become. And it says, when I became an adult, I put away childish things. You know what that word put away means? To give it no power to render it with no power. I want to say something right now. Man, I feel a grace on this one. I don't know who that person is. I don't know what that situation is. But you are not a child. You're not without control. You're not helpless. I want you to rise up on the inside of you and say, I will no longer give this person or that situation any, long, any longer any power. I am going to put that away. Come on. Are you with me on that? Now, I want you to write this verse down, okay? This is what Paul says in Corinthians 14. Remember, Corinthians 12. And he says, it's gifts. I'm going to show you a better way. What is a better way? Everybody's born with a gift. You've been given a gift. We have to have love to really nurture that person. But there has to be a maturing, forming, progressing season of our life that that gift doesn't destroy us, but we use it for the benefit of God and the kingdom. Amen? Now, get this. This is First uh, Corinthians fourteen twenty. Don't be children in your thinking. Be in- infants in evil. But get this. But in your you your thinking, be mature. I'm going to say that again. Don't be children in your thinking. Be infants concerning ev- and evil, but in your thinking, be mature. Are you with me? Be mature. Now, I want to give you this, and this is where we're going to end. And I'm going to ask the band to come up. Everyone say speak, speak. Understand, understand, think. And I want you to chat that. Now, this is what I want to show you. We don't think about this, but when we have children or when someone's born again, God doesn't lead you into the new birth experience wanting you and I to stay a baby. That's why our vision cannot just be, we exist that all of California believe. Because if they believe, they just stay infant in their thinking, in their life. We want them to become. Now I want you to write five progressions down. Five progressions down. Number one, Infant and in thinking, they really think everything in life's gonna be easy. That everything in life's gonna be easy. We have to move from being easy to difficult. For example, when the boys first started baseball, it was T ball. Oh my gosh, you should have seen Jake. He hit it. He goes, Dad, that was so easy. Then he was so good at T ball, they put him on John's machine pitch. But he had to have a baseball cup true story. I had to go to sports authority, and they didn't make them in kid sizes. The protective cup was for an adult man. So he goes into the uh, restroom at the baseball park, and he puts the protective cup on, and he's Dad, look! (laughs) And that kid hit from the machine. Then it came coach's pitch. Then it would become kid pitch and man this kid was an amazing baseball player then they'd have all-stars and he'd try out for all-stars then they'd have a high school team and when he tried out for high school because they didn't have a jv team at this high school only varsity he didn't make it i wish i wouldn't have said what i said that day because you know what i was causing him to speak understand and think like a child and remain a child i said oh jake it's rigged. the coach picked his son no i should have taken a parenting moment and said there are going to be things in life jake they may start off easy but they're going to develop aren't you glad being a medical doctor isn't easy Aren't you glad being a professor in a college isn't easy? Aren't you glad? Come on, being the president or the governor should not be easy? Come on. It should go from ease to difficult. And I think one of the biggest lies of a faith movement, that if you have faith, then everything in your life is going to be easy. And that is not true. And I would say, what do you speak? What do you think? What do you understand when things get difficult? Oh, it's the devil. Not there. Oh, God's trying to train me. No, God is wanting you to go from ease to difficulty because God is not only the God of the valley, he's the God of the mountaintop. Come on. You should write that down. The next one, the next one is they should progress from self to others. What do they speak about themselves? How do they understand themselves? How do they think about themselves we should progress from ease to difficult get this second one please we need to progress from self to others oh my goodness honestly I thought Jude our firstborn kid you not I, 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 I did not think he had a sin nature I really thought he would be sinless until he was two and I tried to feed him spaghetti. It's a car. It's a boat. It's a plane. He starts laughing and I put it in his mouth and he spit it right in my face. I thought, no, you didn't. I thought, that's Becky's people. What is the key word out of a two-year-old's mind? Mind. How many marriages are destroyed because they never went from self to others. You want to be married? Then don't be selfish. Because what's yours, if you're a man, is going to become hers. And what's hers is hers. <laughs> and that's the terms of endearment. I see adults, that they're children. And they're speaking, they're thinking, they're understanding. I'm for me time. There's sometimes, that go, babe, can we go? Do? I go, I need some me time. But if my whole life is centered around me time, I have not maturated. I have not been well formed. I've been malformed. I've been malinformed. Misinformation leads to dysfunction. That's why we need the Bible. The third thing, the third thing progress from being the whole story to being a part of the story. When you're a child, you think everything's about you. Then one day you wake up, you know what, I'm just a part of this story, but I wanna play my part. I don't want to play someone else's part. I would say in your 20s, you begin to discover what your part is. In your 30s, you should perfect what your part is. In your 40s onward, you should enjoy your lane. Have you heard that? Stay in your lane. Can I tell you right now, the problem is when we think every lane is our lane, and then when it doesn't work, we blame it on God. I want to play my part. I don't want to play what my dad thought my part was. My mom, I want to play the part God has gifted me to play. Come on. Amen. Next one. I went, and really, as you're raised, mom, dad, as you raise your kids, you have to go from easy to difficult. You have to go from self to others. And we used to say, hey, share your toys. We're the Fuquay, Fuquay boys. We make a lot, lot, lot of noise. We always share, share, share our toys. Why? Because it's not always about you third one please get this third one being not the whole story being the whole story to being part of story number four progress from having all control to the life of surrender how do two-year-olds control their mom and dad oh go to target you'll see i want candy no baby you're gonna have broccoli i want candy Sweetheart, here's an asparagus. I want candy. Here's a tofu tree. How do they control? They throw themselves down on the ground. Oh, my boys tried that. Oh, yeah. I, I, if you physically disciplined your child in public, I, I didn't do that. Now, when we got home, it was a different story. But this is what I would do when they would try to control all of life that way. I just lean over in their ear and I go you're going to have a party with Mr. Spoon when you get home (laughs) eat the asparagus now I think sometimes the reason I have thought I want to have my own ministry, own church, own business, own career. Nobody's going to control me. Oh, have your own business? A lot of things will control you, especially in a pandemic. Can I tell you, people say, I'm not, no one's controlling me. I've seen men control women, women control men, children control their parents, substance abuse control people. Can I tell you, you know, when we move from having all control, you know, the only way to do that is you let Jesus be the Lord of your life. And you will know he's Lord when he tells you no on something and you yield to it. and You trust that. Come on. Are you with me? Last one, last one, last one. Progress from ease to difficulty. Progress from self to others. Progress from being the whole story to being a part of the story. Progress from control to surrender. Get this. I can't believe it. My kids are adults. I honestly, there was a part of me, I didn't want them ever to really grow up. I tried to protect them too much from difficulty, from being injured. And I didn't want them to have the life that I had. You'll hear me speak next week. I remember being at the graveside of my dad. I can't preach that message yet. And with great intentionality, I knew I will have a family and I'm gonna give them an experience of being in a family that I did not have. I was robbed. But can I say, even with such a vision, I had to move them from ease to difficulty, from literally control to surrender, from all about me to others. But I want you to get this last one from temporary to eternal. Come on, our jobs are great if we use it for the kingdom of God. The new shoes are wonderful, but they're not eternal. In a year, they're gonna be marked up. Yesterday at McDonald's, did I just admit I went through McDonald's? <laughs> Gosh, I'm confessing my sin before the world and online. Okay, I did. I, I got two sausage egg McMuffins, but did not eat the McMuffin. It was protein like Michael on The Office, so sorry. And I'm paying with Apple Pay, which is the coolest thing. In the car behind me, an elderly gentleman, I don't know if he was intoxicated, fell asleep. His foot came off the brake. And so as I'm putting the Apple phone out, I asked the girl, did he just hit my car? I said, here, let me pay for this, but hold on. I get out of the car, I only have my shorts on, no t-shirt, sporting it at McDonald's, (laughs) and I go inspect the bumper, is there a scratch, a little scratch, and right then I said, he's elderly, this car eventually is going to get scratched up, it's temporary do the eternal thing because these three things remain, faith, hope and love, can you say amen will you stand up with me (laughs) mom, dad do you see the progress the development, the formation I want you to look at me, if you're single in here, stop thinking about I want to be married, I want to be married I am not complete Try I meet the other half, uh-uh. You are complete in Jesus Christ. If you are being squeezed from the outside as a single person, you will be really squeezed from the outside as a married person. If you are incomplete as a single, you will be really incomplete as a married person. I want to just take you, Jesus, increased in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and man. How do you know he did that? He went to a garden and he said, Father, man, talk about the squeeze, let this cup pass before me. Is there another way, God, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Jesus went from being self-centered to being in others' focus. He said, for this purpose, I came into this world to die for this world. Jesus, is he a king? Yes, he was. Is he a priest? Yes, he was. Could he be eating the bread if he turned stones? Yes, he could have. But can I tell you, he knew his part. And his part was to lay his life down. We knew he wasn't just Jesus, the ghost, floating around. He allowed his mind to be developed, his soul to be developed, where he went from ease to difficulty, to control to surrender. Come on, God! Unto you I commit my spirit, Lord. I think some of us right now, will you commit your spirit to God? Will you commit your marriage to God? Will you commit your heartache to God and trust him? Can you say amen? Amen. Will you pray with me i want to just pray right now father god i i don't want to be a 15 year old boy trapped in a 61 year old body god this is not just for a mom and dad this is for me god i want to increase i want to develop i want you to form me shape me make me and god i want to go in wisdom i want to know the wisdom that's the right action and the right course to take god do i need that now God, I need some out-of-the-classroom wisdom, oh Lord. God, I need wisdom to consider the future, not just what's happening in the present. But God, I pray, put a guard over my life, mouth, the way I speak about difficulty, the way I speak about surrender, the way I speak about the situation, oh Lord. And God, I pray my affections, my heart, my emotions are going to be set on you where you're seated at the right hand of the Father. God, I pray even now, the way I think, the way I calculate about my life is not based on me or my wrongdoing. It's based on Jesus Christ and who He is. God, we want to grow. Come on, begin now. I want to grow, Lord. I want to develop, Lord. I don't want to be the same uh, tomorrow as I am in this moment. Take me, oh God, make me, mold me, shape me, form me, oh Lord. God, let us be transformed. How? by the renewing of our mind that we may know the good, the pleasing the acceptable will of God and God I pray as mom and dads uncles, aunts, friends we will take forming our children very seriously and we're going to shape them help us move them from ease to difficulty from being the whole story to a part of the story from being in control to a life of surrender we pray that In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to ask this before Pastor Steve goes and the team into worship. Really to go from ease to difficulty. It's not in us to do that. We we like taking the road most traveled. That's who we are. We're not going to go on the road less traveled or least traveled. Control, really. I like control because I feel safe when I'm controlled there was a challenge. I didn't meet Jesus just as Savior. I met him as Lord. And Lord means he's the number one in my life. That means he calls the shot. I'm no longer in the driver's seat. I called shotgun, and he's driving my life. And I'm going to count to three. Maybe you believe in God, but you've never made him the Lord of your life. Can I say, I, I honestly believe, I know people who are believers, and they're 15-year-old boys or girls trapped in an adult body experience it is because they believe that they've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life today is that day I'm going to count to three and if you want to make Jesus number one you're pretty much saying hey I want you to have the keys to my life you're going to raise your hand and you go I don't want to you see that's moving you from control to surrender and so as you raise your hand, it's an act of surrender. And God will begin to complete the work that he began in you. On the count of three. Number one, you're going to raise your hand on three. Number two, three. If you want to make Jesus Lord, thank you right there. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. I want to say, pray this with me. I want to pray this. Say, Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me. God, right now, I reckon myself dead to sin, but alive unto you. I am righteous because you've imputed righteousness to me. You've given me righteousness, and I receive it, and I am growing in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.